Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. What's going on? What's going on with your hair? Oh, it's getting longer, man. Yeah, mine's getting shorter. We're going to switch roles. Okay. I wait, I'm, I don't know. I, it's getting to a part where I kind of like it. It's getting shaggy and I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I might just keep going, who knows. I well, just switch knows? back and forth. Until well, I mean, maybe you'll have a role where you have to cut your hair. Yeah, I don't know. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2023, everybody. That's right. TTBB in 23. That's right. That's right. Uh, hopefully, everybody had a wonderful couple of weeks. Survived the holidays. Solstice celebration. Yeah, I don't even remember. What did we... Last time we recorded was pre-Christmas, wasn't it? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And we decided that it was going to be okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it actually, I had big, I had big intentional hopes and it was, it was a roller coaster of emotions for me. I think I, I talked a little bit about that to you, not to the people. Yes, that's correct. On our Patreon only episode. Yeah, we uh, we had a conversation that was off air, off right. the record. Again, for the the Patreon that doesn't exist. Yeah, the Patreon that doesn't exist. So thank you, everybody, for subscribing to that non-existent <laughs> entity. That's right. They could put a few dollars in our pocket, but we just refuse. Right. It's the, it's the plan that's kept us out of the big time for <laughs> two years now. Yeah, if only. Right. <laughs> we refuse to bend to the requirements of commercials commercial success that's why that's it (laughs) that's the reason yeah that's the only reason we're punk rock that's right we're the fugazi of podcasts yeah but i think they made a living at it (laughs) they they did it was meager right um (laughs) uh, yeah i was on a roller coaster but so like i was thinking back to uh, several episodes ago when i was like all i want to do is hold a candle and sing silent night and i got to do that with my mom we went to trinity united methodist church on christmas eve and i heard a really relieving and hopeful message and got got to sing the song and hold the candle with my mom it was really lovely so that's delightful yeah uh we went to my mom's and we uh had stroganoff which was delicious and we played scrabble Mm. and it was a good time did you dominate? Stri- I, I show I no mercy. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at word games. Um, I don't remember who won, but I think it was my mom actually because she dominated Scrabble. I would. Cha- I would like to challenge your mom to a game of Scrabble. Then I'm sure she would play you. I show no mercy. Okay, even if you have like all consonants or all vowels, I know what to do. You oh, oh well okay. Remember our words with friends battles. Yeah. Wow. Remember words with friends? That was a long that was like 10 years ago. That was a long time ago. I we think had that, like, that we did that, that trained for like me a year. Up. Yeah. Huh? That trained me up. I think you were in California when we were doing that. That maintained our relationship. It it was the thread that held it together for a few years. Right? Words with friends. I came into <laughs> my scrabble. In the battle, it's like words with frenemies. Yeah. I came into my uh scrabble prowess getting uh doing doing uh, smoking things and why am i being so cagey smoking i don't know pot. smoking pot yeah. yeah and uh watching my college roommate jeremy play on his computer he had you know the cd wow, you guys were you guys were wild dude you we listened we would drive around and listen to billy joel's greatest hits and then get high and play scrabble on his computer and <laughs> mario kart nerds total nerds <laughs> not that i was any better but you no, know no, no, we weren't nerds and i if he listens to this we were dorks we oh. would stand outside of burt hall <laughs> and we would smoke cigarettes and people all the cool kids would walk by and we're like we're dorks 
Hi, everybody. We had actually say that out loud. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. At least you owned it. And we were. We were total dorks. But I'm really good at Scrabble, I think. You think? Well, uh, I guess that remains to be seen, doesn't it? Now that yeah. you've thrown the thrown the word game gauntlet. Yeah, Kirsten doesn't like playing Scrabble with me because not only am I, I I'm I'm skillful at Scrabble, I'm also a really horrible winner. And probably a great loser too, I'm guessing. No. <laughs> Neither so of those. So basically things. you're just a lot of fun to play games with. I'm horrible to play games with. It, in fact, I bulk and I kick and scream like it's like Kirsten loves a board game. She's like, let's play a game. I'm like, Ugh. I just like, God I'm like, damn I it. kick, kick and scream. And then, I, and then I'm playing and I'm like, and then I'm I gonna, have to win. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And, and then, then if I don't, this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mop pain this in the sorry ass. board with you. And then if I win, I'm horrible. <laughs> yes. All of cool. the above. That sounds great. <laughs> sounds like a lot. I'm a lot of fun at parties. A lot of fun. At, I don't <laughs> know. Between the Billy Joel and the clothing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! Nothing against Billy Joel. I mean, he's the well. I saw a thing. I don't remember. It was Holly brought up said so a meme that was like, uh, "For being called the piano man, this song has a lot of harmonica in it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He, we, and me and him would drive around the middle of nowhere and bust out. Well, we played this game where. You remember back in the day, you had like, you know, those CD booklets, uh-huh. right? And he had like, I had one and he had like two and we would drive around the middle of nowhere and get high. And then we would like close our, well, I would, clo- I would be in the shock. I'd be riding shotgun. I would close my eyes and we just thumb through and pick one. And then we'd both pick a number and oh, then we'd have to listen to song. it. Yeah. So it was like, it was an iPod shuffle before they were shuffle, you know? Right. Yeah. And it was always wild, but when Billy Joel ever kicked, because he had a few Billy Joel CDs, whenever that would come up, I would just bask in him singing Billy Joel at the top of his young lungs while driving his Pontiac Grand Am through gra- gravel roads at ungodly speeds. It's like Neil Cassidy, really. It kind of was. I yeah. mean, that was the yeah, that was the bus to be on. He had a he had a rubber uh, iguana that he lived on lived on his dashboard named Chalupa Marley. Uh huh. And yeah, it was very, it was very Neil Cassidy esque. Yeah, yeah. I was friends with a guy, uh, my one year of high school in Virginia. His name was John. John, if you're listening, I hope you're doing well. Um, but he had this. It was a uh, one of the late model Trans Ams. Oh yeah, and uh, like the Night Rider ver- version of it, and it yep. was a. Uh, but it was a. Uh, it was one of the few that they built with a four-cylinder motor in it, like the <laughs> shitty General Motors, you know, general-purpose four-cylinder motor that went in, like, everything from mail trucks to cutlass. You know, I mean, just... Yeah. But uh, on the dash of this car, on the dash, she, she, she had all of these little, like, figurines, like little Smurfs and soldiers and, like, mushrooms. And, and just, it yeah. was like, there was, like, a hundred of them glued to the dash of his car. It was really interesting sometimes. Yeah, I bet. Uh-huh. It was fun. Yeah, no, Chalupa, the 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 iguana was like maybe a foot and a half, two foot long, and it just lived oh, wow. on his dashboard and he would take okay. it around. Yeah. It got weird. Uh-huh. He took it to parties. He had a voice for it. It was it was <laughs> and I think okay. he still has it. Jeremy, if you're listening, send me a photo of Chalupa where he's at. I, I'm sure he has it still. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, speaking of weird, um, how was Florida? Oh my God. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you know what's weird, dude? I swear to God. I saw Don and Steph, uh, Saturday night. Oh, you did? Nice. They came to the exile show with, uh, our old friend. Oh, cool. Ledbetter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't seen those guys in just forever. Yeah. So that was cool. That was nice. They didn't stick around too long, but they should stop by and say hi. And it's cool. Nice to see them. So the reason Steve brings that up is that I was supposed to stay at our friend uh, Don and Steph's house in Florida. We were both supposed to, Kirsten and I, supposed to stay down there. But we were victims of the Southwest meltdown. The, the literal Southwest Airlines meltdown. So yeah. the day before we're going to leave, 
24 hours before our flight, Kirsten gets on the app to whatever to check in, right? Because it's Southwest, you get better seating if you check in early, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so as soon as she checks in, it tells her that the flight is canceled and we're super bummed, right? Like we're like just canceled. Like though you thought you were gonna fly, but you're not. Sorry, have a nice day. Yeah, and that was strange because I've I've been the victim of delays that have then right. turned into cancellations. But this was just like immediately canceled, but we got you know, no notification. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe, weird. maybe they decide maybe it was just the coincidence that they decided to cancel it right at the same time anyway we were pretty bummed like we were going downtown to pick up food and we were going to hang out with family and then we were going to spend the rest you know the next day like packing and then getting ready to go all the things and we're like canceled and then so we try to call and it's yeah good luck we get a 1992 busy signal there's a reason for that anyway go ahead yeah so like we're like kept trying to call busy it's busy you know and then well i i also I'm jokingly going to blame Mike Zwingman, former guest, because he and I happened to have a conversation. He's like, good luck with Southwest, because he kind of could read the writing on the wall. I don't know if he'd done some traveling, but it had not totally broken apart at that point when he said it. Mm -hmm. But then it did. Right. Um, So, yeah, we're just like, can't get through, can't get through. And then we start seeing, you know, some things, some reports. And then all of a sudden we like Googled southwest airlines and it was like the most recent article was like it just said southwest airlines has total meltdown we're like oh fuck and then i started seeing photos of like people stuck in airports and then one of the photos i saw cases yeah and then one of the photos i saw was of the atlanta airport which we were flying through to get down to florida and i immediately it it didn't it didn't make me feel better because i saw people in that shitty situation, but I'm like, right. I am so freaking grateful that our flight got canceled before we got on it. Not, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? That we're not yeah, stuck. You weren't stuck at Hartsfeld in Atlanta trying to figure out with all of our stuff down in Florida. Hoping, and, yeah, hoping maybe, you know, John Candy would show up and offer you a ride. Yeah, that is exactly what it would have been, you know. Uh-huh. And now if he showed up with a polka band, I might be okay with that. Sure, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that would have been all right. Yeah. Polka, um, polka, polka. <laughs> so yeah, we we were we went so we picked up the food, we went over there, and I was just kind of a in a catatonic state. I was just like, I was so I mean, we had had an emotional up and down, kind of crazy, kooky, disappointing, but also awesome. I got to meet my you know, my new nephew, all the things. Got to hold a baby and, and like rock it to sleep in my arms for an hour and a half. That was a special experience. Sure. We, we had a great time, but I was so looking forward to just being at the beach, you know, yep. mm-hmm. their house was great. They had like acres of land, a pool, hot tub and a nice house. And we could just stay yeah. there for free. We were, I was looking forward to getting away and it was like, shit, what are we going to do? And, and I was like, Kirsten, I don't care what I'm, let's just get out of town. Let's get an Airbnb. Look. You know, like, let's get out of here. Obviously, the bar got lowered a little bit. Way lowered. So <laughs> we just started searching for nice houses with hot tubs. I'm like, it's going to be cold. I just want to. And she was like, let's drive down to Galveston. I'm like, I don't want to spend two days that's, in the car. That's a long drive to Galveston. After I said that, I was like, title, there's a song title for you. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to drive. I don't want to spend four days of the whole trip driving to and from. So right. we found a really great house with a nice hot tub in tropical Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> I love it. And, and so we were like, screw it. Let's book it. I canceled the car. We, you know, whatever. And we just like, yeah, we drove down. We we're like, we're going to go spend a few days in Topeka. We actually shortened the trip that we were going to take a little by a day or two because who wants to spend seven days in Topeka or whatever. I mean, that's what I thought. For but, all of our listeners in Topeka, if you want to chime in on that. I, I actually, if you are listening, hold on. I, okay. I think we squeezed all the goodness out of Topeka we could. Starting with the Evil Knievel Museum. That looked amazing. It was amazing. As they a child did, of the 70s and early 80s, I mean, Evil Knievel was the man. I even yeah. had the wind-up Evil Knievel motorcycle thing that... They were selling those. I almost bought one. Oh, I would have come over to play with it for real. It was it was really great. They had had they had his Mack truck, you know, with his like yeah. 
with his like cabin in it where the bar and a, you know leather chairs and all the things they had they had a virtual reality uh jump that you could do that we did really? we definitely wow. did that uh-huh. um so yeah the evil Knievel museum was cool we went to uh this okay so the weirdest part of the trip kirsten was like looking at shit to do in topeka we went to this place called truck henge oh my god that looked like out of the set of the first season of true detective it exact it was exact like we were driving there and kirsten were like we're gonna get murdered i'm like probably so i drive up to truck so it, it was, so the story behind truck henge is it's this guy who had a huge bunch of you know trucks and cars and stuff in his on his land and the city basically mandated that he clean it up and he was like fuck you and he <laughs> Turned it into, he started, he like put some trucks like in, you know, weird positions and called it an art site. And (laughs) they let him have, like, he was just like big middle finger to the city. Right. Okay. I respect that. So you drive up and it's, it looks sketchy, but there's just like figurine. It looked like that dude's, you know, uh, dashboard. It was just like stuff, just figurines Uh and stuff. And then you hear gunshots. There's a gun range on his land. There's a lake you can fish in. But you drive up to his Quonset house, which he lives in, which there's a bridge going out over to like a spiral staircase on the other side. I drive up. There's a bunch of stop signs. This this elderly gentleman comes out from the ledge of the Quonset. And he's got a little ice cream bucket on a string. And he's like... And he throws down a brochure to brochure to me. <laughs> I put I put ten dollars in the ice cream container, and he uh-huh. he wheels it up, you know, like pulls it up, like he doesn't yeah. come down, right? And he's like, "Take what do you say? Take three lefts and a right, and then you're done." So we drive. I mean, and there's weird shit, what, weird statues. You don't walk through it; you drive through it. I mean, it's, so I it's think like it, a safari. It's a it's a junk safari. Okay. It's one awesome. Last, it's what I was going to say is that's pretty awesome. It's weird. It's uh-huh. not something Kirsten and I were like, will we tell people to do this? I'm like, I will, but only to the right people. So I think our listeners are weird enough. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. If you're ever in Topeka, Kansas, look up truck hinge. Hey, hold on. Is it worth making a trip to Topeka for? No. Okay. It's is not there, worth. Is there, is there a waffle house in Topeka? Just out of curiosity. Uh, uh, we did not Topeka, look up probably. waffle houses. Uh. We didn't. I bet there there might be. I didn't see one. There might be. But uh it was the weirdest place I've ever been to. And Okay, that's saying something. They had he had peacocks. Oh. Again, there were AR15s going off in the background. There were people. Uh-huh. There was a, a kid that came up behind me. We put our money in the bucket at the same time. He's like, "Hey, where's where do I get to the spot where I can just whip cookies?" And he's like, oh. <laughs> "So I guess there's like a a spot where people can just Go there go and crazy whip, in, in the cars. Yeah, whip shitters. Throw ten bucks in. <laughs> yeah, and go go go, not, go wreck your car. So there's this whole. It's just a playground of weird. Okay. All right, with firearms. Yeah. Mm. Yes, with firearms. Definitely. Okay. That that was the um, that was the underscoring of the whole you know truck Perfect. engine experience. But I just gotcha. we kind of we were like. We're gonna go. We're gonna go do this thing just just for the story of the guy who was like the city told him to clean up his land. He's like, "Nah, I'll turn it into an art exhibit. Screw you." Yeah, you like go. I'm not cleaning it up. I'll turn it into an attraction. He assholes. he rearranged it. He rearranged it. Uh huh. He, he curated. Then, he curated it. He curated it and he turned it into a, a tax paying business. Hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. With peacocks. With pe- hey, so it's like a menagerie. Yep, yep. Okay, it's a it's a multi sensory experience. <laughs> Truck engine. It's it's like Just meow that. wolf. It's like meow wolf. It's not like meow wolf. <laughs> if you go there expecting meow wolf, you're gonna be you're gonna be more terrified. So is that the kind of place? If I like took my kids to it, they'd just be angry at me correct but you okay. you would lodge a, a hilarious ray of sunshine in your heart forever uh-huh. for making them go so if you ever are driving that way and you have the kids before they're too old yeah you know before they're with our teenagers and they hate shit every all the things <laughs> take them to truck hinge 
I think your wife might be really terrified to go, but it might uh-huh. be worth it. It might be worth it. Okay. I don't know. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Everybody out there should look up Truck Henge. Well, I like kitschy, weird stuff, you know? It's exactly that. But it's also, mm-hmm. you, like you said, true detective scary a little bit. You're like, okay. I'm glad I'm like, out we here might, with sun. Like, we might need to tread lightly here. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, because we, we could get disappeared here. Kirsten wanted to like take this weird road because she wanted to take photos of the peacocks and it was like going to go underneath that little weird bridge he had, but it was really muddy. I'm like, if I get the car stuck in the mud here, I am abandoning the car. <laughs> you understand that, right? And abandon all hope. Ye who yeah. So I here. like had to bat. Yeah, no, but yeah. Um, if you want to get weird, go to truck Henge. Okay. Anyway, we just had it. I mean, it was like plan B. It was like totally not. We were supposed to be rolling in the Florida sunshine. I just love that. Like when the Florida thing went, you know, shit house. Yeah. You guys are like, okay, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. We're going to truck edge. Yeah, exactly. It was like (laughs) anything was better than sitting on our couch for the week. We're just like, let's get out of here. And the house we stayed at was nice. It was a very reasonably priced Airbnb, but we had the whole place to ourselves. Really nice old house. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and Topeka has stuff. We ate well. We had we had great Indian food there. We had I had a great veggie burger at a really cool bar. We had we had great we found this really cool bookstore. We went to this arts district where these stray dogs followed me around. It was great. But it was like trucks and trees and stray dogs. It sounds just amazing. Topeka's great. Topeka's great. So I I don't know that it I don't know that I would vacation there a lot. But um, next time go down the road a piece to Lawrence. Yeah, that's where the action is. Yeah. I like Lawrence. So yeah, it was plan B. It wasn't what I just I just love though. I think that's perfect. Yeah, it was pretty, it was like, you know, it was a real statement about like who we, it was like a reminder that it wasn't, I told Kirsten on the way back, I'm like, it's not really about the destination. She's like, well, it kind of was. I was like, yeah, it was about the destination, but her and I can have a good time no matter where we're at. And that was kind of the thing I learned. And maybe I knew that, but it was nice to be reminded of it, that if we didn't have to blow, blow it all out in Florida and rent a convertible and do all the things to have a good time. We were in fucking Topeka, Kansas, and we had a great time. We had a blast. Right. We, you know, we you know, were, I kinda yeah. had the similar deal last summer when Holly and I got, when our festival got rained out. Oh yeah. And we, yeah. you know, the thing that I was actually like the crowning, whatever two acts that we waited three days to see, you know, when yeah I got rained out. So we just spent that night sitting in our hotel room, listening yeah. to Steely Dan and hanging out. And it was actually kind of delightful. Yeah, I mean, it's like at that point, and and that's the thing, like, you know, about seeing everybody stranded in airports. I don't, I don't always like. It's it's not sustainable to cultivate gratitude on other people's misery. But that right. was a sla- that was a real slap in the face. Like, dude, right. you have all your things with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you may yeah, not get a full and your, refund. And your bathroom and your own. Yeah, like you have options here. You have your own mm-hmm. car with you your can own even clothes. go to you can even go to Topeka. You could go to Topeka if you wanted to. Right. You're not stuck in. Yeah. Like, I think I, I'm really grateful that I was not. And if you are one of those folks, I send us your story because it looked horrible. Yeah. No good. Well, so I read a piece uh, written by a guy, a uh, guy that was a pilot for Southwest for 35 years. And I have relatives who used to work for Southwest back in the day. And, um, by all accounts, I mean, Southwest was the upstart, you know, they yeah, came out right. of nowhere and, and, and just killed slayed the giants, you know, and, uh, their beloved CEO that accomplished all that, who actually everybody liked and was, he was, um, well, this guy just put, he was operations based, you know, like he knew yeah. what the people that flew the airplanes and worked on the airplanes and fueled the airplanes and moved the bat. You know, he kind of knew what their day-to-day lives were, you know? Yeah. And kind of operated things from that perspective. And then he retired 20 plus years ago. And the guy that took over as CEO uh, was an accountant. Mm. And then he made his chief operations officer. Also the guy that became the chief operations officer, also an accountant. Hmm. And they had no idea 
of I mean, this is a tale. This is very. It's just corporate America, or you know, in general. Right. But uh, the, all they saw was expenses, right? And so they started cutting back. And um, one of the things that did not get invested in the way it should have been was just the, all of their infrastructure. Mm. So you said you got a voicemail from 1990. That's probably actually correct, or thereabouts, because that's why they melted down. Is all of their systems were antiquated and overstressed, and they and they've now they're now in a position where their technical debt is so great it's going to take years to to fix this. Just the last two weeks, right? Yeah, I mean they might be able to get planes back in the air, but to fix the problems uh, that were exposed by this weather event. Mm-hmm. Where it just you know the snowball just went downhill so fast they literally couldn't fly two thousand airplanes or however many you know yeah like that's you know the other airlines it was a blip they right. had some delays maybe canceled a couple flights but they still just you know like fine the weather's through now we go Southwest melted down dude yeah because just because their systems and their back end is completely antiquated yeah and and I know just in my little world. Once you start amassing technical debt, it's even harder to get out of that. Yeah. And so if they're 20 years behind, that's that's complicated and expensive. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if this is like, <clears throat> you know, if if they can revamp how they do things, then they could be... Uh, I don't know, a beacon to other corporations mm-hmm. that are trying to fuck the same chicken over and over again. You right. Know? Well, they have a new CEO uh, last couple of years, maybe. Oh. Um, and so, but he has his work cut out for him. Hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Because I'm like, I'm like, well, this is the thing. Like we have, they canceled the flight, which I'm sure, I'm sure I, I, I think that, the the feds are going to get involved on those flights, right? As far as refunds go, the the return flight is like now sitting as a credit on our account. Oh. I want to try to get a refund because I'm like I don't want to fly Southwest for. A, I, I'm sure that so. I mean, and I didn't oh. even I didn't get stuck in an airport with my bags. God right, knows right, right, right. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's thousands of people that are like never ever again. Am I going to do that? They're going to have. I mean, Southwest has an uphill battle. I don't know if they're quote too big to fail or not. Yeah. But um yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they work that out. Because it what they could do is just try to get everything back to the way it was and say, well, we got cheap rates. What are you gonna do? We're just right. gonna keep going. Well, and that's well, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what they do. <laughs> yeah. My my desire to uh book another flight on Southwest Air Southwest Airlines is minimal to nil well here's an even more fun thing that's looming large and i don't have a ton of information but there's a movement afoot by air carriers to reduce the number of pilots in the cabins uh to one pilot jesus god to say to say right it's terrifying and if that actually happens i might not get on an airplane and i love flying there's so many reasons to have two humans in an airline cockpit yeah um but you know cost you know, profit Uber all us. Um, you know, what happens if the guy has a heart attack? What happens if they become incapacitated for any reason? Um, yeah. not to mention the fact training younger pilots, that's right. where you, that's where you actually learn how to fly your 250 hours or whatever, 1500 hours, however many hours yeah. it is. Um, that's nice in school, but to have time behind the stick, like that's a different situation at the hand, you know, under the tutelage and, of, of an experienced pilot um i got that's, two words for i got two words for you wind is sheer that's um, terrifying right and then oh one of the other reasons this is fun that i hadn't even thought of is what happens if you have a pilot whose meds get wonky and they're suicidal yeah <laughs> or who you know is a, a hopeless uh, alcoholic or you know, who, yeah yeah who well, knows? Yeah, or you know q anon <laughs> that Jesus. believes that right <laughs> yeah i mean there's a you know one of the tom clancy novels they guy hijacks a plane and flies it into the u.s capitol building mm. 
Yeah. Nobody would ever fly really fly an airplane into a building, though. Jesus. Oh, no. How do we get here? I'm just saying that's a thing that's I just saw it, I think, yesterday. Well, that I mean, that's part of the problem with the Southwest situation is they just didn't have they didn't have crew where they needed to go. And I mean, and that's like logistics from what I understand that it's like they didn't they couldn't the way they worked their system, not out of hubs, but out of some weird web. It just didn't really they couldn't get the people there. Right. Well, I think part of that was a systems issue, too. Yeah. But there's also like generally less people working. Like that's also that's part of the problem is they were just understaffed. And when everything was working just exactly perfectly, it worked. Yeah. As soon as the system experienced some stress, it just broke down. Ugh. It's a house of cards, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very grateful that <clears throat> if you if you're one of those people that got stuck somewhere, I'd love to hear your story. Email us at ttbbpodcast at gmail.com. That was really good. You just Thank rolled you. right off the tongue. But yeah, I'm really fucking grateful that we were not those people. Right. You know, and that we got to, you know, enjoy the beautiful, thriving metropolis of Topeka, Kansas. Isn't that pretty close to K- to Kansas City, like an hour outside, maybe? Well, so it's like 30 minutes to Lawrence, so then another, th- yeah, probably about an oh. hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, okay. Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I've got to go to Kansas City this weekend. So I what are you doing in Kansas City? Work trip, baby. Back to work. Good for you. Mm. Oh, you poor guy. I made the mistake of opening my work email right before this. So That was bad. Shouldn't have done that. I know. I know. I don't actually teach for a couple of weeks, but I got a couple of trips. Hey, what are you going to do? Go down and be a booth, babe? Booth, babe. Yep. I'm going to put my uh, low cut V-neck shirt on and oh. it's weird. <laughs> I don't want to go. I can't make that joke. I can't go that far. I can't. Uh... It's fine. Moving on. Yeah. I got to. Well, I got to teach a workshop. That'll be fun. Oh. I'll teach a workshop and then, yeah, see a bunch of uh, auditions and Try to recruit and spread the gospel. I love it. Yeah. Spread the gospel. Yeah. So are you an intentions or a resolutions guy? Um, Talked about this. Where are you at with that this year? Intentions and resolutions. Yeah. For the coming year. For the coming year for 2023. Um, Well, no. (laughs) Good. Great. Thank you, everybody. Find us. Well, no, I mean, it's not, not anything more so than, um, you know, my usual intentions, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm (laughs) trying to be better. (laughs) Boy, no, I mean, um, I, you know, the usual thing is going to try to be more mindful about what I eat. Yeah. That has been very much, I've been mindful of how much I've been eating for the last three weeks and been oddly okay with it. In fact, when I get out of here, I still got about a a fourth of a gallon of eggnog that's going right in my face hole. (laughs) Then that's it. I just see you just standing at the fridge, just chugging the rest. I do pour it in a glass and like a tumbler because I got to put nutmeg on the top of it. Um, But that's it. I did have oat milk eggnog over the holiday. It was nice. Yeah, I bet it was nice. Jesus, that's whatever. I have been, I have been, yeah, consuming disgusting amounts of calories. Yeah, good. And it's not, it's, it is, it's like, it's so easy to shame. It's like, we're, what story am I telling? It's like, I don't know. I don't, between, between Thanksgiving and then there's a little bit of a lull. Thanksgiving's like the pregame for Christmas. Yeah. But when the Christmas holiday thing starts to get, I mean, what the hell else is there? What am I supposed to do? Not stress eat? Yeah. There's I, all there this was... sugar and chocolate and pretzels and sugar chocolate coated pretzels <laughs> and, and JoJo's and, you know, and chocolate balls and pretzels and, and, and chocolate and, pre- cheesy pretzels and salty pretzels all the, and like the, the mixed things of the popcorn gift tin things with the, the cheesy, cheesy caramel. Oh, and, fuck I mean, me up with that. And, dude. And, fuck me right up so what with am I that supposed shit. To do not eat all of that shit. So that's I, like you know, every year I just make peace with the fact that I'm going to eat all of that shit. 
Yeah, we've had we had fun. several people just drop like we had one friend uh drop off uh you know like a I don't know, like a small uh disposable turkey baster pan full of Christmas cookies. Just oh, good God. on our doorstep. See, here's the thing. Not a huge Christmas cookie person. You know why? Why? Because my mother-in-law, Holly's mom, makes butter crunch. Uh, and it's basically um, like pans and pans and pans of Heath bars. Oh, wow. And it's so good. And that's all I see. Holly makes some good stuff, too. She makes these salted caramel bars that are pretty damn good, too. But this, I mean, if you're like a Heath guy, if you like toffee. Yeah. The butter crunch is like almost, almost endless. So a few years ago, there's a kind of a tradition in the in Kirsten's family's household of having these, you know, those peanut butter balls, basically mm-hmm. chocolate covered peanut butter yes. balls. And I eat way too much of them because chocolate and peanut butter is my love language. Um, and so <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was like, where, you know, I think it was one year we went without peanut butter balls and I kind of, you know, was being a real asshole about it. I was like, where are the peanut butter balls? Well, they're messy to me. We didn't get to them. Like, oh, I was, you I, you must I'm have sorry, what? I must've pitched a fit. And so the next year it was peanut my turn balls. to be in the barrel. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I had to learn how to make them. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. So when I make peanut butter Ooh. balls though, they're like, they're between golf ball and baseball size. They're disgustingly big. They're okay, too big. I was, gonna, I was gonna say that seems almost too big. No, there's nothing. And I told my mother-in-law that. So is he, the is the chocolate proportionally thicker to match no. the diameter of the peanut butter? No, it's a coating. That's the that's the important thing to me. I need to have the appropriate ratio of peanut butter to chocolate. What would be that ratio to you? One to five? What are we talking? About? I don't know. I mean, like if the you know if the peanut butter ball is like normally the size of like a shooter marble, with a you know half inch of chocolate around it, if that gets moved up to a golf ball, then that chocolate on the outside is going to have to be correspondingly larger. Well, it is because it needs to cover the entire sphere yeah, of the ball. Thicker. But not yeah, just, you don't want not, it. You don't want it too thick, though. You don't want the actual thickness to increase at that that same amount. But if you have the if the width of the if the depth of the peanut butter is thicker, then that throws the ratio off. Or you just you just like the peanut butter that much more. I think I'm there for the peanut butter, and I need it. Mm. I need it to be held in something. Therefore, the melt the melted chocolate goes around it. It's I mean. I definitely found a method. This this it, okay. it's a mess. It's a mess. It's you have to mix it with your hands. There's no way around it. But I I I did not let the ball shed too much of the melted chocolate before placing it on the cooling paper, on the okay. wax paper, right? So I dipped and then set it down. So it was thicker, mm-hmm. just because I wanted to maximize chocolate. But the peanut butter ball itself was hefty so do you have do you have a special utensil for the dipping so normally yes normally there is a spiral situation that you uh can use we could not find it so i found a very small two-pronged fork Mm -hmm. and just rolled it around in the melted chocolate you got to do it quickly though because the melted chocolate hardens quickly Uh yeah and you don't want to keep microwaving that because it just gets weird. It gets it just gets weird. Okay, so what you got to do is get a double boiler thing. You got to get a steam thing for your stove. It's like a two. It's like a pan that fits inside of a pan, and the bigger uh, pan you put water in, mm-hmm. and then the littler pan you put the chocolate in, and so it like keeps the chocolate at like a really nice temperature, so you don't have to keep nuking it. It just stays on the stove. But I think that if the chocolate were kept really kept warm like that it wouldn't the, the the coating of the melted chocolate would be thinner because it would run off so it that was is it true was, you know what i mean so i think well, it was you, good you could reduce the temperature of it i don't know to, i work you with know, one of those and they keep things really hot like a candy boiler thing i guess i don't know it's got water and i don't know holly's the one that does this i just watch ah, see, there we go there it uh-huh. is you're shooting opinions from the cheap seats have have we not met what's the basis of this podcast you're right you're not wrong (laughs) i pretend to be spiritually aligned and you pretend to know all the things to know things (laughs) 
my God-given innate knowledge of chocolate dipping tells me that if I get the double candy thing, that it will make the right chocolate viscosity for the proper <laughs> thickness based on the rate, the ideal ratio of chocolate to peanut butter. Damn it. Because I saw a video. I didn't actually. I'm just They're making so that up. Good. The, yeah, so I... That was just one, one of the smorgasbord of sugary, fattening goodness that we indulged in. I love it. Yeah, Holly makes these Oreo balls that are dipped in chocolate, so that's why, um, that are delicious and habit forming. So is it um, crushed Oreo? What are we talking here? What do we we? uh, It's it's like a Cuisinart thing. Oreos and cream cheese, and you you like pull. It's turned into a. Like a like a fudge kind of consistency, and then you coat that in chocolate. Wow, yeah, it's delicious. It's pepperminty. It's really good. Yeah, I, and the salted caramel chocolate bars. And has uh, she ever tried doing those with the peppermint JoJo's? My mind just got blown. <laughs> I'm like, that's what you need to do is do that, but with get use peppermint JoJo's from Trader Joe's. All those peppermint because they're pepperminty. I don't know how she does it. Maybe she puts candy. I don't know. Yeah, probably crushes, probably pulverizes some candy canes in there. Maybe whatever they're delicious. Anyway, my mom didn't. My mom didn't make caramels this year, which I get. It's fine, but my mom has forever has made these just caramel that's delicious and like caramel squares, like the yeah. Well, it's pans, then you cut them into rectangles, then put it wrap wrap them up in wax paper. That was a thing at Christmas time. Was oh yeah kind of labor intensive yeah but uh yeah anyway that's my favorite part of christmas is the candy Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really glad that we as a family did not we have scaled back the amount of like i came home with two-thirds less stuff oh from which i'm so grateful for Mm -hmm. like we didn't go i think as the years go by we're realizing that none of us need more stuff need more right i got a really nice scarf i got some i got some you know i got some cash from my mom and a basket of goodies which was lovely you know perfect i mean that's yeah what more can you ask for really yeah Mm -hmm. but i was thinking about like kirsten and i talked a little bit about like what do we want to let go? Of? Or like we had some, we had some conversations and. Oh yeah. What you, you you asked me about intentions. What about you? Well, then we ended up talking about chocolate. Yeah, that was real. That's perfect because my intention was, I do want, I do want to be like, I noticed in the last month. Yeah. it's And it's weird because I don't want it to be like, I need to lose weight, but I want to like, yeah, I want to continue a health journey that is fun and enjoyable for me. Yes. And I'm going to stay. One of the things I've been thinking about is I want to learn how to swim. Like I know how to swim. Oh. Like I know how to swim. Like, like I know how you to won't my, drown. But I want to learn how to swim laps. Oh, well, the good I YMCA. Like, I feel like I need to take some, like, you know, more advanced swimming lessons and have a, maybe get a membership to the Y. And like, I think that, Swimming and biking and hiking could be long-term, you know, exercise things that I would enjoy and look forward to do. I do yoga. I love riding my bicycle, Mm -hmm. but I think swimming, I think is a really, would be a really great thing to add. to. I love to swim. It's one of my favorite things to do at all. It's a lot. The drawback to it for me is that it's just more time consuming. Yeah. Because you have to go to a place and you have to, you know get undressed put your swimsuit on go swim then if you have to go do something after that then you have to shower and get redressed and yeah that's true it, it just takes time you know but if you have time you have to go to the y there's a part of me that kind of wants to try it for a while and make mm-hmm. time to do it because but one thing i like i know how to do the you know the the standard stroke but like i don't know how to do the thing where you where you turn your head to take a breath in like i never really learned no. how to do that thing you know what I mean? Yeah. And I well, you you I, just did the motion. So maybe I could teach myself. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I did swim I, I, team when I was a kid, so that's where I learned how to do all that. See, I I I never got that, and I love mm-hmm. the water, and like I mm-hmm. I think it might be worth like 
just paying the, uh, somebody at the Y 30 bucks to stand there while I figure it out so I don't drown, you know? Because like that's right. what I want and learn how to just oh, swim well, I that I mean, if you have the time or can make the time, the Y here in Lincoln is a great value because you yeah. can do all the things there right. and it's like 50 bucks a month. Right. Yeah, I don't need to. Yeah. I don't, I don't and some of the newer the one the one closest to me it's been it's the oldest well second oldest in Lincoln all the one in downtown is closed now which is unfortunate yeah, but um the northeast why it's a little long in tooth but I mean they have a big Olympic sized pool and you know weight room and right. all that but mm. the newer ones are pretty I mean, they're nice yeah and for the, the amount of services that you get from them for the monthly fee is pretty incredible actually. Yeah, that's kind of, I want to try it for a month or two and see if I mm -hmm. take to it. The other thing I want to start doing, I want to continue to do, and I kind of, I've gotten into the, um, like the morning, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just doing the things to check it off the list. I want to make a little more time to deepen the time that I'm stretching in yoga and sitting mm. in meditation. I want to, I want to increase that time intentionally rather than just saying, oh yeah, I need to do that and never actually doing it. Uh, hitting a little close to home there, buddy. I mean, I, but it's so easy. Like we've talked about our practice on here and it's like, it's mm -hmm. so easy to kind of, I mean, I'm thankful that I've stayed consistent, but I've, I've watched my time dwindle from 20 minutes to 15 to 10 to seven, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, I can kind of do it. You know, I check it off the list and I want to. So you're hoping that half measures will avail you something at least half, right? <laughs> right. At least half. I mean that's logical. Like you know, right. in the in the book it says you know half measures availed us nothing. They should they should avail us half. No, that's that's not how it works. Ugh. Right. Uh, you know, so that's what you, my one of my intentions is to is to up the um, consistency. Mm. And I, you know, I kind of got this what late fall, I guess, late last year, um, started doing more. Uh, like weight workouts and strength mm -hmm. training and that kind of thing and nothing extreme, but more than, you know, I ever have. Yeah. And like, I, I like that. I enjoy it. Um, I was even doing it like at night when I was tired, mm. but like, no, I know this is something, you know? Yeah. And uh, nothing major half hour, 40 minutes, you know, with the dumbbells, which is better mm -hmm. than nothing. Oh yeah. It's by huge. a long shot. And then, you know, Christmas came and I didn't do shit. I yeah. ate. You know, and so, and now, so now, now it's like, well, I blew that. Get back on the horse, yeah, you know. I think this whole, like, I, at least in the United States in modern times, this whole idea of like resolutions or new year, I'm new me uh, bullshit is really based out of the indulgences that we really enjoy. Like, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to come at this stuff like, I need to rectify my sins. It's like, I, that's why I love, you know, like riding my bike. Like I, that's exercise mm -hmm. that I feel really great that I look forward to. I need to, yes. I look for, I actually look forward to yoga. Mm -hmm. I need to find things that like, that are active that bring me joy. Like Kirsten and I, like the, the best thing we did in Topeka, we did this like couple mile hike around this lake. You know, it's like, that's the sort of shit that, that's exercise that I, I going to a gym and getting on a treadmill and putting my uh, earphones in, like that is, is just not, but no. I, I got to find shit to do that I enjoy. And I, I think I might enjoy the swimming, but we'll see. I'll keep, I'll keep all of you posted. I will, yeah, please. I will do it I'm, a couple I'm of times. For you. I hope that that works. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, that swimming's one of my favorites. All things yeah, considered, no. I'd rather be at the pool actually, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm a water sign, man. Like I need to be near the water. You need to be near the, then. So that's why you live in Lincoln. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Trying to go to Florida. Damn it. Right. Uh, well, I'm sorry that didn't work out, but it sounds like it worked out. It did. Mm -hmm. It really did. It did not work out. And it was exactly the way it was supposed to go. It's all too much. And it's never enough. <laughs> Funny mm. how that works out. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's back to the grind this week dude like you probably been working i've been working yeah not too hard though i kind yeah. of the week between christmas and new year's i kept the boat afloat right but i personally was in neutral i'll say it yeah yeah it's fine 
yeah the and couple everybody of months else is too they, nobody's right. coming back to this thing like remembering their jobs and like doing great right. everybody's in that like fuck i don't want to be here either i do have i do like play time's kind of over like i need to put some f- actual effort into planning and research and um like i have to make some decisions in the next three months about mm-hmm. things that are kind of important mm-hmm. um that i don't know nearly enough about um as i'm sitting here and so that's been kind of a bugaboo in my consciousness. Bonnet. Yeah, bug in my bonnet. Just cause it's like this is a new role for me, and uh, um, so I'm having to really um, take stock of things in a way that I never really have had to before. And uh, speaking of technical debt, like I really need to. Um, come up with some plans yeah man you don't want a southwest airline meltdown that's what i'm saying and uh um i mean that's basically literally exactly what i'm saying yeah because i'm my position is such that if things are working today great yeah but Hmm. uh as you know the sage steve miller uh once saying time keeps on slipping 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 into the future and with that comes technology changes and uh i do not want to be in a position where in a year or two or five i have to go to people and say so yeah we're not current on some stuff and it's going to cost about 10 times more than it would you know yeah yeah like that's but uh, uh it's kind of urgent because there's this you know there's this iceberg right around the corner that Pretty we're gonna much. hit and yeah yeah mm-hmm and there's already, and it's like I've been, like I've really had to, um, like my uh, professional anxiety has been really high, mm. um, kind of partly around that, but also like I've had to literally stop myself the last few months and be like, you need to calm down. Mm. Mm. The phones aren't ringing off the hook right now. Yeah. Right. Everything for the most part. There's some details. There's always things to work on yeah. or to, it can be tweaked to be a little bit better. Mm. But uh, like fundamentally, everything's working. So there's no reason to panic right now. So you it's need- in that state that you'd be better served to prepare for these things. Yes. Not in a state of, you know what I mean? Like that's, well, it's that's what I hear. Get, it's easy to um get worried about hypotheticals to the point of not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is, yep. That was me standing at my suitcase, you know, having a panic attack. Like I talked about a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, kinda, like that extrapolate that into like a few dozen systems, Yeah, you know, and a couple hundred people. And it, it's like, uh, well, everything's working today. So I think I'll just clock out. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I've taken on a different, I'm trying to, I, I elected to step down from directing a show this semester. Oh, wow. But we have to, you know, accommodate a guest director, which is, it's going to come up, you know, it's going to be interesting challenges there, but I'm also decided to take on a whole other arena of responsibility and recruiting. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of, you know, new it newish territory for me with and then mm-hmm. always changes. So like I'm feeling you. The basically what I'm saying is I feel you. Like it's like, okay, my MO is to um sit on my hands until it's an emergency and then panic time. And then panic time and then be defensive. Yeah. <laughs> what if I was proactive and uh-huh. came at it from a different view? That's what I that would be a good intention well, professionally. And that's what I'm like. That's one of my intentions is, is to like make lists and yeah. make my Kanban board and put, you know, things on the left column that, okay, these are all things we need to address and start moving them to the right. Yeah. And that those tools exist for a reason because yeah. without them, everything gets really overwhelming. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it's just this mess, well, it's just like doing an inventory. Yeah. It really yeah. is like taking this ball of like, and well, okay, let's let's piece this apart a little bit. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we actually have. 
Oh, this stuff? That's good stuff. We'll keep it. That stuff's mm-hmm. not, yeah, not helping anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so to take things and put them into manageable chunks that can then be delegated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the great thing about an inventory, I guess businesses that take inventory or a spiritual inventory is that uh-huh. when you look at it like that, you're removing emotions from it. Correct. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that helps me is that I'm not, it's not even emotions. It's like I have to write them down or look at them and compartmentalize them like this because each little bit, it's like a hoarder. It's like, I have mm-hmm. a story about this little piece of trash in right. my brain. And this mm-hmm. story is a broken toy at truck Henge, but it might work someday. So I better hold on to it. Yeah. I'm going to keep it. I know that this one apple is spoiling the entire barrel, but God damn it. That's my apple. It's my apple. And if I bake it, maybe it'll be okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll bake. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll dip it in chocolate. If we, only if you get the right ratio. Right. Well, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. So uh, why bother? (laughs) I think I'll just let the apple ruin the whole barrel and pretend that it's not happening. And then, then, you know, blame somebody else. Like, why didn't you see that apple rotting? Why was that my job? Right. (laughs) Right. How did this whole barrel of apples get ruined? I don't know. I don't know. That sucks. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Right. (laughs) Moving on. Yeah, man. Well, I do want I do want to continue to uh, cultivate this ongoing conversation on the podcast. I'd like to yes. bring some some cool people on. That'd be well, cool we, to do. We need to do that. And next, uh, the next one's our hundredth one. So, oh my god, this is ninety nine. Holy shit! Right? Can you believe That's it? That's a big deal. It is kind of a big deal. Yeah, we gotta. We might have to. Well, and that's a, you're hearing this for the first time too. We Bob Dylan's to, available. I'll, let's email somebody. <laughs> get, get Why Dylan not on the podcast? Uh, yeah, I, uh, Letterman maybe. I'd like to talk to Duncan Trussell. I don't think he'd do it, but I don't think so either. He's too big for us. Johnny Pemberton toyed with me a little bit. Yeah, I know he totally trolled you. He did, and Which that's is why hilarious. I love him. Right? Yeah, exactly. Hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got a couple of people. I got a couple of people. I got a couple of people in mind. Oh, good. Well, I'll, th- I'll think about it too. We may need to be strategic about planning because I'm, I'm oh, Kansas City and then I back to teach and then I go to, I go, I'm going to all these really great Midwestern places like Des Moines, Iowa for a week in January. Okay. So, you know, jet setter. Yeah. Topeka, Kansas City, Des Moines. Des Moines. Maybe Subaru I'll setter. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll fucking go up to Sioux Falls. Fuck around. Find Tell out why you're at. That's fuck around. That's right. Sioux Falls, man. Careful up there. No, I don't. I know it. Um, <laughs> I think we did it, man. I think we did it too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. Make twenty twenty three the year you toot your tutor. Toot your who? <laughs> Damn it! So close, man. But it's been a while since we've said that. So you toot know. your hooter as loud there you as go. you can. Loud as you can. Right on. (laughs) Right on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody.